Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Metcalf, good today. Just, you know, living, living la vida loca. Shout out Ricky Martin. Um, <laughs> just got back from wedding tasting. It was glorious. Um, shout out to my fiance, you know, real, real excited. Big yeah, real big trooper. shout out. Um Real trooper. <laughs> so now she gets to be in the other room and probably listen to me talk basketball for an hour, which she just absolutely loves. But um, I'm excited to talk some hoops with you. We had a nice little Big Ten preview with our previous episode. So, you know, we're going to keep them rolling. We're, Metcalf, I think we're like 25 days. Unbelievable. It's... The people are talking. The people are excited. They're excited in the streets. Some say they're dancing. How are we, how are we feeling? How are you doing? overwhelmed but excited um it's it's wild that the nba is like less than a week away and college basketball is now less than a month away um incredibly excited terrified just knowing you know the the rare semblance of free time that i once had these last couple months that's gone so that's never happening again but we get it back we get real basketball back i cannot wait before we dive into our next conference preview what was the best thing at the wedding tasting? Ooh, um, bacon wrapped scallops, you know, Ooh. phenomenal. You know, feel like I'm quoting wedding crashers. What else do we have? Little braised uh, short rib was delightful. And then the little chicken dish was great. Love Didn't it. go the Caesar salad. We went with a different salad that was actually pretty pleasant. I, a little bit of a shocker, you know, if you want to call it a Cinderella surprise. But uh, no, a lot, lot of good, you know excitement in the air love in the air just just really excited to be a part of it but not as excited as i am for draft season you know is that something i'm gonna need to cut in the post or no 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 i think she (laughs) left i think i heard her go out the door but um you know love my fiance but draft season the belly of the beast i'm excited to dive right back into it especially with you this year metcalf you know one feed as everyone should should have been paying attention to the No Ceilings podcast feed with all the talent we've got. I'm feeling good tonight, Metcalf. <laughs> this is going to be an all-time. I'm ready to rant. I'm ready to roll right now. Well, let, let's roll right into it. Uh, we're doing our SEC preview, as the title informed you. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think it just makes sense to start off with probably the most loaded team in the conference in Arkansas. So, They have a bunch of high-level recruits coming in, and Jordan Walsh, Nick Smith, Anthony Black. They have some transfers in Ricky Council IV, Trayvon Brazil, Makai Mitchell, and even returning upperclassmen like Devontae Davis. This team is loaded. So when you think of Arkansas, where's kind of the first place you go to? I I, I mean, Musselman has to be just foaming at the mouth. I feel like it's just that clip of him just screaming in the locker room, like the let's go, you know, he, this is his shot, right? Like this is going to be the best shot he probably has to really, really make a serious contender. But um, the people have been asking me, um, the streets have been asking me, do you still think Nick Smith can't shoot? That's oh what everyone God. wants to know. It's it. 
So all all of the numbers tell me that a lot of people listen to this podcast, but apparently no one actually listens to what I say. No, um, everyone listens. We oh all know this God. about you. Everyone <laughs> listens. <laughs> I I think Nick's what I said for those of you who uh, missed out or misremembered the Nick Smith breakdown we did the, uh, the a couple weeks ago is that I really like Nick Smith's shot. I just wanted him to do it more. I wanted him to hunt his shot more. And, you know, most of the games at that point that I saw were their high school tape and he was just a far superior athlete. So he just got to the rim whenever he wanted um, doing the Brandon Miller rewatch. Um, and preparing for that, I saw a lot more of Nick Smith playing a little more off ball and playing against some better athletes in their EYBL competition. And that's when he kind of looked for that outside shot a lot more. So I really liked that. I'm a huge Nick Smith fan. I love the shot. I never had any questions about the shot or concerns about the shot. I just wanted more of it. <sighs> well, now that we got that back, we... <laughs> We'll be right back after a short break from our sponsors. No, um, being serious, I really, really like Nick Smith. I think that's going to be one of the guys that probably, you know, I, I've had Whitmore kind of on my preseason big board. I've, I've had Whitmore around that third spot. I think I've got Nick Smith around four. You know, um, I really think that after Scoot, he's going to be the best point guard. Um mm-hmm. Really, really like his game. The more I've watched, the more I he really, really shocks me. It, it's just the feel, and I feel like he's playing with some swagger and a different speed than um, a lot of people. And, and me and you talk about speed all the time when it comes to point guards, but there's controlled speed. Like, there's the ability to play at that top gear, but there's also you need to know how to play in between. And I think Smith knows how to play in between. I think speeding him up is only going to make him more dangerous because he knows how to play that in-between game when it comes to downshifting and, and stopping on a dime. And he just makes some passes that really get you excited. And and I think we're looking at a three level score, a, a guy that's going to get NBA teams excited. Cause I think he's six, three, he's listed at six, three. He's probably getting the favorable college website listing. Um, I'm seeing six, four, one eighty five. There you go. Six, four, one eighty five. get the measurement tape out. Um, I I just, I think he's going to have a big year. And the tough thing for everyone that's going to be excited to to evaluate this class this oh, year. Oh, par- right? pardon me. Sorry. I just pulled up Arkansas's website, 65185. See, so. there we he's, go. He's we just get... growing by the minute. I think we have to make a rule moving forward that you got to take an inch off of the team website. So, because everyone's rounded up, you know, um, He's interesting, Metcalf, because this class is going to be so exciting. We know how much talent there is. But that team has so many good pieces that we're going to talk about. I think you got to watch Nick Smith, and you can't you can't box score Chase because yeah. he, he can score 20. He can put up big numbers, but I don't think he's going to have to. I think they're going to have some games where they just kick the crap out of people. And – you have to be careful when you're evaluating that because you can get obsessed with number chasing. Um, how, how do you feel about Nick? Have you gotten a chance to kind of come back and watch him again? Are you, are you heating up on him? I, I don't know how you, where you have him right now on your board because we uh, really care about the December or excuse me, the October 13th big board. It, it's cr- it's crucial to the entire process. It, it's, it's very it's, crucial. 
It's in the bylaws. Everyone knows that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I I really like Nick Smith. I, I agree with you. I think he's the second best point guard in this class. I have him at six overall. Okay. Right now, uh, just behind uh, Derek Whitehead, Jarris Walker, Cam Whitmore. I don't think those are bad names to be behind. Um, I agree with you there. I, I, it's funny because I'm not trying to – we're not trying to – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm not trying to downplay the Thompson twins, but I think those are the names that should be up there. I think yeah. it should be Walker Smith and Whitmore. Walker, I understand. If you want to put a Thompson twin up there, fine. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you one. Everybody gets one. But I think Whitmore and Smith are, are going to be up there for sure. And Whitehead, excuse me. So uh, go ahead, Metcalf. I apologize. Just yeah, and, and just for clarity, I mean, I have Amen at seven. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that whole top ten is going to be really fluid. Or Sorry. I think three through ten is going to be really fluid. Uh throughout the season, but and I, I think Smith has, you know, the, the pedigree and the potential to be a starting point guard in the NBA, which is a really high threshold. It, it's a really hard position to break into because there's so much talent at that position throughout the league. Um, I, I think what you talked about with being wary of the box scores with this team is going to be really important because I think yes. there are going to be a lot of nights where they have seven guys who score 10 points. And I think the love is going to be spread out. I think they're going to run in transition a lot. I think they're going to play really fast. And I don't think Nick Smith is necessarily going to do all of the initiation. You know, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, those guys are really good passers. They like to get out and run. They can grab and go. They have size. They have length. They're not much as shooters, but they're really smart and dynamic passers. So, and especially out of those three, I think Nick Smith is by far the best shooter. So it wouldn't shock me if we see him playing, you know, a large amount of his possessions off ball and feeding off of those guys' playmaking. You you brought up a couple guys that if people aren't familiar with this Arkansas team, I'm really excited about um, one of these guys. And I'm actually intrigued with the other one. So I kind of want to feel out like who you are are vibing with so who do you want to start with first let's go with uh anthony black because i have the most questions about him interesting you had the most questions and he besides smith i think he's the guy i'm the most excited about on this team because you know this and everybody knows this about me i'm i love the glue guys I love the guys that bring the puzzle, put the puzzle together. They're the puzzle piece you're missing. And it's, I don't always want to chase the guy that's like, Oh, he looks like he might put up 20 a game. Like, no, I, I love the I'm using a bad example here, but like Scotty Barnes or, or Draymond green, or just the guys that are smart basketball players, Christian Brown's like from last year. Um, just the the ones that are Andrew Nimhart, like the ones that are willing to sacrifice on a, on a given night, but they just also make the team a better overall. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Anthony black has given me some serious vibes of that. I think he's got some shiftiness. I think he knows his strengths really, really well. And I think there's a lot of upside um, for everyone that doesn't know. I think he's listed around six, seven, one ninety five. He's a guard. He's got great playmaking vision. Um, He's got electric hair, you know, beautiful, <laughs> long flowing hair, but I, I like the way he plays the game. He needs to get something else. Like I, 
I think he's got touch in the float game. I think he's got touch on the basket. I think he's got a lot of creativity with the ball in his hands, but he needs to get that outside shot locked up. But yeah, that's what we've talked about this before. These guys are like stocks and you're trying to buy low and, you know, sell when it goes high. And that's what we're looking at is not the finished products, but we want to see guys that potentially could just skyrocket and we're, you know, rolling in the money. So what is your questions with Anthony Black? So I, I, I love the playmaking. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a good, not great defender. Um, okay. Okay. I, I have some questions about the, like the, the burst, the first step, how explosive of an athlete is he, the athleticism just kind of felt fine, you know, not a weakness per se, but not a standout strength. My, I just, I don't know how he scores when it's not in transition. And that, that's my bigger question. He, what the games I saw is mostly the FIBA stuff. Yeah. Which and is tough it, it is everyone. because the, the disparity and talent there is so vast. Um, you really get a good sense of kind of how like his playmaking and his vision and passing accuracy and all of that. But he rarely looked for his own shot. Um, he, he didn't really struggle getting past guys, but the, you know, again, the differences in athleticism and size and all of that stuff was pretty big. So I'm really intrigued to see when he's not acting as that primary playmaker and setting guys up and spraying the ball all over the court. What is he doing on offense? How is he contributing? I'm not saying he can't or anything like that. I'm just curious to see it and to see it in action. And what is he? It's because also you're you're taking a guy that I think is a pass first yeah weapon. You're putting him next to a guy that needs the ball on his hands who is electric in Nick Smith. So it's what version of Anthony Black are you going to get? Because I watched those FIBA games too, and it, and it is really tough when you're watching those games and they're just dominating people. They're, they're there by people sixty with, in the yeah. third, and and it's him going in transition where it's you know four on two or four, you know, it's just like, he's obviously he's playing devil's advocate with where he wants to put the ball, but he makes some great reads some great passing vision. Um, but what I'm saying is now you're putting him in a really stacked backcourt. So what version are you getting? Are you still going to get the pass first guy? Is he going to all of a sudden become aggressive and, and try to create his shot and create offense more? I don't know. That's what's going to be so fascinating about this Arkansas team, because just like you hinted, they have, a lot of guys like they have an impressive depth. Um, we just talked recently on the Thunder Chats podcast. And me and you were talking about, we wish, you know, Arkansas Jalen Williams went back for another year. Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> They've never, yes. They'd have been nine deep. They've, it would just been crazy. So um, what about talk to me about Jordan Walsh? Cause I feel like this is your guy. Um, I, I, you're I, I feel like he, I, I like him just slightly more than black. I think I've I think I have a little better grasp on who he is as a player. Um, I think they're kind of really similar as players. I think he's a really smart passer, not quite as creative as Black. Um, the shot is a huge question mark again. Um, I liked his kind of athleticism and first step a little more than Black's. Um, what really sold me on him though was uh, his defense. He was a nasty yes. defender, just really good foot, good feet, quick hands. Uh, smart off ball, you know, could pick up guys' point of attack. I think he's going to be a nasty defender, but offensively, kind of that same question of 
how does he get his points? And when you have two of those guys, you know, it's a little easier to get by in college because you just get out, you, you run, you run in transition. And I think this team is going to run a lot. Um, but in the half court setting, it wouldn't shock me if early in the season, we see things get a little kind of mucked up because they have two, at least as of today, non-shooters on the floor at the same time. So I, I have a little better grasp on who Walsh is as a player right now. Um, but I, I think his defense is nasty. The defense kept getting me like, okay, I, I could buy in pretty quick because yeah. I also think he's one of those guys that just makes um, a lot of like timely plays where, you know, I, I feel like I saw one clip where it's like, he's getting the ball in the post and turns around, has a great spin, dunks it. Then, you know, he has a great defensive play or an extra pass, like just one of those, really nice pieces and those are huge for for college basketball but i'm like you they got a team nick smith can light it up from pretty much everywhere but they got a team that's they got a lot of good players but who's going to be the shooters that's that's kind of what i'm trying to figure out moving forward is who's going to be you're playing in the half court and they need someone to get hot like just everyone can't get their shot to fall maybe it is nick smith but who else is it there's always that one guy that that, that seems to to rise the education and space the floor, because I also like a couple of their other pieces that are coming in, like um, Ricky Council Junior or Ricky Council the Fourth. Um, I'm not even going to say Trayvon's last name. Brazile. I, I think it's just Trayvon Brazil. Brazil. That's how, I, that's how I've heard. Why do it. I keep trying that's to make it fancy? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think it's just the same as the country. That's how I've heard it pronounced. So if I'm wrong, someone please tell me. And no, I will, it's Brazil. I, it. I just try to get fancy with it. I'm. <laughs> The problem is, is guys, I, I don't want to be unprofessional, but at this point it's funny now. So I have to, I, like the other day I was like, I need to just go hear someone say it all the time. But the truth is I don't trust them. Like, I feel like I've heard people say it on the air and I'm like, that's wrong. They said they're wrong. Why? Because so, everyone's been pronouncing F.A.'s last name wrong for the last <laughs> two to three years. See, trust issues. I don't know them until I have like a beer with them or shake their hand. I don't know them, you know, so like I can't I can't li- like just trust everything. You know, what are you going to listen to everything you read on the Internet? You know, can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this team. I, I really, really am intrigued. Um out of those two I mentioned, do you, are you leaning anywhere? Ricky Council, I feel like getting a lot of love. Yeah, I, I, I'm really intrigued by Ricky. Um, I, really good athlete. Um, I love how he attacks the rim. I think his slashing is really impressive, uh, really kind of dynamic around the rim with his finishing. Uh, can finish through contact, physical, good touch on floaters, all that kind of stuff. Um, the big question is the shot. Uh, I think as a freshman, he shot like 44% from three on like one and a half attempts last year that jumped to like three and a half attempts a game. And the percentage dropped to 30, not what you want. Hopefully he can find kind of somewhere in the middle there. Um, because with those three playmakers, he should be getting a lot of open looks and he should be getting a lot of really easy buckets. So when you can kind of combine that with, I think he's a solid defender too, it wouldn't surprise me if he has one of the breakout seasons um, on this team and kind of in this conference. Um, Brazil, I think, is really interesting, but he f- still just kind of felt raw. Like, good athlete, good rim protector, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, kind of got a lot of like freshman Jackson Hayes vibes from him. You don't throw that out at Ricky or no Brazil. No, you no. Sorry, no. Jackson. No. Just that, that that was just no. some of the feelings I got. <laughs> like he 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 kind of wants to shoot from outside. Didn't always fall. Uh, just little raw. So I, it'll be just really interesting to see that freshman to sophomore year growth from him. Um, and then I'm, I'm really intrigued by uh, Makai Mitchell transfer from Rhode Island who uh, led their team in rebounds and was second in points and blocks. So I, I just think this team has talent and depth pretty much at every position position. This, uh, okay. Uh, Nick Smith, we have to exclude him from this next question. Who do you think has the biggest swing for the rest of those players as like a draft prospect? Like, would you be shocked if Anthony Black skyrockets up boards? Would you be surprised if everyone falls in love with um, Walsh? Are you saying biggest surprise or most likely? Like, who would I bet on? Yeah, let's do that. You know, why don't you just change my entire question so you well, can that's answer? Why I, no, yeah, uh, so no, 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 no. I like yours version better. You know, um, let's say who would you bet your money on as like okay, they they become the next next player off the board from Arkansas. I think I'm going to go with Walsh. Um, I, I just think that defense and athleticism are ahead of where Blacks is right now, and if that shot shows up in any form or fashion, then you know you have two to three bankable NBA skills at wing position at six, seven, low over 200 pounds. One of these days I'm going to make a preseason bet with you. I don't know if it's going to be that one, but we're going to have to have some fun with it. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to have to do it. Okay. What about you? Who, who, who are you? who are you thinking? Are you going black? Yeah, I think Anthony black will get up there. I, the thing is Metcalf, it's the six, seven for me. It's the size with the playmaking ability. And I feel like either. So, big... so are you not that impressed with um, Walsh's passing at all? Cause I'm like from, from a size standpoint, they're listed at the exact same height. I, I just think someone's going to be more convinced that Anthony black's going to have more in Pandora's box to unlock. Okay. And I can see Walsh being like, here's the thing. And this is also very true. I feel like if you have the the point guard or the ball handler with size and playmaking vision, or you have the potential wing that could be a three and D guy or the big with athleticism, like those are all, or the point forward that can do a little bit of everything like the Swiss army knife. I feel like those are all, you know, are looking for is to try to find those type of skill sets with those players. So it wouldn't shock me if both of them got hot with a Arkansas little run towards the tournament, you know, because these are also, these guys are going to go to a team that if they make a run towards the final four, I know we say to watch these guys throughout the year, but the buzz always heats up with those teams that stay alive because prospects get more of a chance to get in front of executives and, you know, execs, not saying that everyone doesn't do their homework, but a lot of execs like to catch up on their prospect evaluation during the tournament. So um, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me either way, but enough of Arkansas, you know, who do you want to talk about? 
know? Yeah, I, I think it's time we move on to Big Blue Nation and talk about the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, Go Cats. Two, two, two of these guys we did pretty deep dive um episodes on previously so if you miss those make sure to go back and you know we really broke down their two big name fresh incoming freshmen in case and wallace and chris livingston um are you still as high on those guys now as you were then yeah i i, I still love both of them um my my, my thing is we've talked about this and on the episode that you're talking about, but we'll just do a quick little spark notes. Me and you love Wallace. I feel like I like him a little bit more. And then you like Livingston a ton. And I love Livingston, but I feel like we're worried that Wallace is going to get put in a role that won't showcase just how good he can be. And that's nothing against Wheeler, but that also is against Wheeler. So we're trying to figure out, what Calipari is going to have cooking because I like both of them a lot. Case and Wallace gives me some Drew Holiday vibes. Chris Livingston looks like the guy that every team needs to get to the next step. Like he just mm-hmm. seems like a really, really good, dang good basketball player. From there, there's some interesting curveballs. There's some interesting wild cards with this team. Um, what about you? Are, are, you're extremely high on Chris Livingston. I love that out of you. And then I feel like you're probably going to be a month into the season and you're going to text me and be like, okay, I'm, I'm a sucker for Case and Wallace's defense. You, you got me. Yes, and I, I, I love Case and Wallace's defense already. I have him at like 21. I have Chris Livingston at 15. I, I'm, I'm just really scared of what role Kaysen's going to be put into and I don't think it's going to do him any favors based on recent history with how Calipari has coached these kind of combo guards um I, I think he's kind of one of these guys who needs to learn by running the offense and I don't think he's going to necessarily get the opportunity to um you know how that influences his actual draft stock will be really interesting. But I, I think this team would just be better if they allowed him to run the show, especially early in the season and kind of work those kinks out of his game and get used to really running the offense. Because even in high school, he played a lot in that kind of two spot and wasn't given the full freedom to actually run the, the entire offense all the time. So I think if they did that from the start, it would just make them better come February, March, April. Um, so th- that that's my big hesitation with him because I, I think he's one of the best defenders in this freshman class. Uh, love how he passes, gets to the rim pretty much whenever he wants to. It's just one, does the shot come around? And two, how is he used? Where do you say you have them now? Uh, 15 and 21. Oh, you moved Chris down, didn't you? Uh, more so I moved other guys up. Who'd you move up? Uh, so, uh, Brandon Miller, uh, I have him up there. Jed Howard, Gigi Jackson, you Jet Howard. So, you, okay. We're going to get to Gigi Jackson. We're going to yeah. have to have a chat. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Cause I, I, you know, my, I'm all over the place, but I just threw some darts and they're 14 and 18 for me, but I think I have Wallace. I have Wallace ahead of you. You have it swapped. I, I have Livingston at 15 and Wallace at uh, 21. Okay, I got Wallace Livingston, but I'm I'm just, a, you know, if you play defense and you're a point guard and you look like, you know, Metcalf's favorite movie character, sci-fi character, then you're great. 
No. <laughs> that fraud. <laughs> I still God, can't believe fraud. you think Predator is a fraud. He is. He's a coward. No, he's not. You're, you haven't even seen the one movie. That scene will change everything. Okay, we're, we got to get I've it. seen all of the movies. Whatever. Okay. We're, we're, we're Alien vs. Predator, I'm talking about. Yeah, um, you're, 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 <laughs> that comment's a fraud. Hey, let's focus here, okay? Kentucky basketball, go Cats. So, what, what else? Uh, unlike unlike Kentucky, usually, um, they also have some really intriguing returners in yes. Jacob Toppin, Damian Collins, and then obviously Oscar Sheboy. Uh, Sheboy's, you know, just had surgery the other day, which sucks. Um, but Thomas regards are, are are those your three kind of are those for you kind of the three returners who are really standing out and have an actual chance to get drafted. I think she before he got hurt. I, I still think he's going to get an extended summer league. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if someone drafts him in the second round, because it's just, if you need rebounding yeah. for cheap and a potential flyer on someone, you're going to take a look at Shibway. Yeah, I, I mean, if he can come off the bench and give you solid minutes and rebound the crack out, crap out of the ball, like, yeah, why not? Toppin's the wild card for me that I need to really dive in deep on. I know um, what they just played in the Bahamas in the preseason, right? Yeah, h- him and Collins were freakishly good. But yeah, and, and again, competition setting, all that. Yep, for sure. Um Corey was pumping up top and it's one of those things where it's just like you see those and those preseason performances usually can sound like a tornado siren kind of giving you a little bit of a heads up of like, Hey, looks like someone was putting in the work. You might want to pay attention and and we'll see now. Now you got to transfer it to the big stage. Collins has crazy athleticism. He's a humongous beast. He's just got to be consistent. And it's just sometimes with those guys, the light switch flips on in an offseason, and you never know. So he looked great. We'll see what happens because he does some stuff every game that, like, he jumps out of the gym and he's a huge body, just a huge freaking guy. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so it was was really good to see that Collins put on like 20 to 30 pounds uh, since his freshman year. So he's up to 210 now. I'm it's a big man. I'm starting to uh, kind of see what Corey's seeing with Toppin. Um, you you tweeted something, and I was like, "Whoa!" I wasn't expecting Metcalf to tweet that about this guy. It was you said his defense really. I stood out yeah. Me. So in reviewing for this, the games that I went back and rewatched, his defense looked like it could be something pretty special this year. Um, obviously the athleticism makes him just a fascinating, like weak side rim protector uh, and just kind of overall defensive playmaker. But the timing on his rotations, I thought looked solid. His footwork was good. His physicality was good. It was all stuff pointing in the right direction where it's like, Oh God, like how good of a defender could this dude be this year? And I think that's really kind of the runway for him to get a lot of minutes because I, I came away way 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 more impressed with his defense um than i was or than i remembered being last year and if he kind of shows any ability to shoot from outside it's like wouldn't shock me if this guy's a a second rounder maybe depending on how much of an improvement he actually made wouldn't stun me if he sneaks into the back end of the first is the shot 
What what is holding him from getting into the first? Just the shot? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm intrigued. Anytime you can play defense, you you got my attention. You, you, I have a soft spot in my heart for guys that lock up on defense. But if you get the Tyler Metcalf potential stamp of approval, we're we're, we're rolling, you know. We're cooking with gas. Like Let's go. So, you know, Toppin's one of those guys on my list that I got to circle around. And, and I'm getting to a point where I'm so excited now that for the season to start that I'm trying to get like, okay, let me get my final deep dive preseason run through, especially when it comes to returners, because we've been talking all off season about the incoming freshmen. And now we're finally getting back to like, okay, let's get the returners. Let's see who's been working and putting on some, uh, some good, you know, upgrades to their game but um what else you got so before we move on just quick question for you so yeah love the the the, the draft positions for kentucky wildcats has been a little erratic these past couple years so do you think it's more likely that three of them go in the first round or that none of them do that's a good one that's a good one you're getting pretty good at this, Metcalf. Um, problem is, when you have a question like that, you got to realize the depth of a class, and I feel like there's a lot of depth this year. Yeah. I'll say three. Okay. Would, would that be top? Would that be top in their Collins for you, or Sheboy? You know, I. I oh boy. What's topping off the top of my head? Uh, what What is his year? Is he a junior? Uh, yes, I believe so. Is he the awesome young junior that I love, or is he the older? Oh, 22. Yeah. And I love upperclassmen, but I'm, I was groaning because I know how every NBA team is going to look at that. So he's going to be 23 on draft day. Okay. The- so maybe... I think Wallace and Livingston will end up in the first round. I okay. if Collins has a good year. The Sheboy news. Collins needs to realize this is his opportunity and yeah. he needs to take humongous advantage of it. Even if Calipari's like Sheboy's coming back, he's starting the moment he's ready. I don't care. But Collins yeah. needs to show out of the gate that he is going in the right direction because scouts now are like, all right, show us big fella. So I could see Collins maybe being that third guy. Um, but that's a good question. What about you? If, if it was between just those two options, I think I would lean towards zero, but I, I'm with you that I think at least one of Livingston and Wallace will, will go in the first, but I and mean, we've seen wings struggle recently at Kentucky. We've seen cards have their draft stock plummet uh, because of how they were used. So I'm not ruling anything out as of right now. I, you know, obviously this isn't us rooting against anyone. Um, we root for everyone. Everyone knows that about us. And ELE, everybody love everybody. You know, I, I think both those guys are first round talents. It'll just be really interesting to see what type of year Kentucky has. Um, but moving on, Tennessee. Um, bringing in, bringing in a 
really interesting recruit and Julian Phillips. And then obviously the returning Josiah Jordan James. Um, what gets you excited about this Tennessee team? Is it either of those guys? Is it someone else? Uh, Rick Barnes offense. That's what gets me excited. <laughs> no, nobody. I couldn't, I could do an episode on that rant. Um, I'm really intrigued with Julian Phillips. Um, yes. This is the guy, the more, here's what happens in the preseason. You start trying to watch all these prospects. You start trying to get a grasp of every single person you possibly can. You get to the middle of it and you kind of, you kind of got to get a refresher. So you're like, oh, I, I think I like him. And then you throw the tape back on and you're like, oh, everything starts to click. And you're like, yeah, that's that guy. That's the guy with the good shot that I'm really intrigued with. That happens with me with Phillips. I don't know why, but like every time I watch, I'm like, I like this kid. And then yeah. I go away and I watch 30 other guys. And then I'm like, Phillips, why did I like him? And then I go back and watch it. And I'm like, oh, I like this kid. Like, so that's where I'm at with him. Um, he's, he keeps doing that to me this whole process it's driving me crazy but he looks lengthy he looks he his shot looks solid i think it needs to get cut in half you know what i'm trying to yeah. say like i feel like yeah. he brings the ball up from way low once okay. he gets it up there it's solid to me i think he's got good form but he needs to the load up time needs to be cut like in half it's like clipping up a clip you need to get rid of the fat so Maybe that's adding weight and upper body strength and all that fun stuff. But I, I like the tools. I think he's lengthy. I think he's smooth. What about you? You're going to disagree with me. I no, can already tell it. You're going to no, disagree. I, 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 I unbelievable. love Julian Phillips. Um, love? So, yes. L for love? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that Link Academy team um, yeah. was one of my favorite high school teams to watch uh, nice. this summer. Um Obviously, I started that out watching the Terrace Reed film for uh, you know our last Big Ten episode. Go check it out if you missed it. Hey, um, do you like Michigan? It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> go blue. <laughs> um, but then you know, I, I I see Jordan Walsh and Julian Phillips defending on the perimeter, and you know, I'm like, oh shit! Like I didn't, I forgot that these guys were on this team. And then I just ended up watching them over and over and over again. And Phillips' combination of on on ball and off ball defense i thought was extremely impressive his timing and awareness with rotations um and recoveries was really good uh the length the footwork the balance on ball all really impressive then it's like you said i in my notes i I have written down as a strength shooting potential because it feels like there's a good shot there but there's no consistency with the results um and I don't think he really got a ton of opportunity in that team to really develop a ton of offensive skills. So as a defender, I love him. Um, I think there's some, obviously some growth and some improvements that need to be made to his offense, but I definitely think there's at least a solid shooter somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, playing for Rick Barnes, I I've always had my questions. Um, just because the offense, you know, like I always feel like I end up picking Tennessee or a team coached by Rick Barnes in the tournament, and then they always have a disappointing offensive performance, like the Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, um, Jordan Bone team. Loved him. Should have won the tournament. But 
I like Phillips a lot. Um, I think this is a guy that could really turn some heads with if the outside shots clicking and Mm -hmm. the defensive potential, like you're saying, because he's got good size, he's lengthy, and he just looks really, really fluid. So I I love the potential he has. I I think that's one of these names that maybe isn't getting enough attention, but I think – quickly could get a lot of fans in the first month um, when it comes to draft evaluators and people looking for prospects. I I just, one of those guys I can't shake Metcalf. I just keep, keep buying, keep buying stock. I don't know why, you know, I'm out of money, but I'm trying to buy more. Yeah. And and then I think Josiah Jordan James is probably the, going to be the other wing on that team. Uh, This is, you know, three years running um, of, him being a potential NBA guy. Um, I, I think he just kind of needs to find some consistency in that outside shot. If he's going to stick or make it to the NBA. Um, I'm, I'm a little skeptical at this point, but I, he's, he's a strong player, um, versatile defender. So, you know, it, he kind of has the framework of an NBA guy, but he's struggled over these past couple of years to really show the consistency and leaps and leaps and improvement that you kind of want to see from him. Yeah, I mean, Jordan James was kind of one of these guys that was always buzzing. I feel like when the flashes are are clicking, you get really excited about what could be developing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's listed at 6'6", 224. I feel like he's just a brick, and I'm saying just like he's physical. I'm not talking about a shot. Everyone calm down. But like – He's got he's taken improvements each year, but you need to see a little bit bigger one, especially this year. Um, if you're going to be an upperclassman, you already got the odds stacked against you, so mm-hmm. you got to really take that that leap. Last year, he averaged 10, uh, 10 points a game, six rebounds, 1.7 assists, 1.1 blocks, 1.4 steals, shooting splits of 38, yikes, 38, 32, 80. So, yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta really take a leap this year. I mean, he needs to be fifty, high thirties and eighty. You know, it's just yeah. because there's there's so many dang wings now that are going to be prospects. You just have to stand out in some way, people, and especially if you're going to be an upperclassman. But been one of those guys that I feel like was always buzzing. Um, you never know. Sometimes guys just the light switch really flicks. Okay, uh, moving on to Auburn. Um, the the three names that really stand out to me are their incoming freshmen and Johan Traore uh, Chan- and Chance Westry. And then you have returners like Alan Flanagan, um, Katie Johnson, Wendell Green. Um, that backcourt, there's a lot of names and bodies in that backcourt. So it'll be interesting to see how their you know guard rotation really plays out. But what what are your kind of big picture thoughts with with Auburn I hope Auburn just has like the last dance mentality because everyone last year just kept talking about Jabari Smith as a prospect and they're like that backcourt was terrible so I hope they just were all were like you know bulletin board the whole offseason but yeah a lot of names in that backcourt Flanagan I always thought was just gonna be a guy that I loved I still Mm -hmm. am intrigued I wonder if last year was just kind of like a a season that got he seemed uncomfortable yeah so like in his role I don't know. You never know. It's one you just kind of keep an eye on because you never know if he's going to have a bounce back season. Um, I know they played overseas 
this preseason and, and, and Johan really impressed me with some of his flashes. That was kind of one of those guys. I was like, I need to take a closer look at this one. Just, just the flashes because we and you talked about this preseason. You want to just see some flashes, like who get, yeah. who catches your attention. And I feel like I watched one of the games and he got my 10. I was like, All right, write him down. Like take note of that. But um, I don't know. Auburn's, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Bruce Pearl is going to have his work cut out for him this year. Is there anyone really that you're thinking can really make some noise? Um, I, I, I thought Trance Westry was really intriguing. Um, I, I, I think he has a really interesting kind of combination of passing and scoring versatility where probably not a lead point guard in the NBA, but one of these combo guards who can kind of attack rotations and then create for others out of drives um, and stuff like that. He has really good vision. He makes skip passes all the time, which I adore. Um, makes the extra pass on the wing, can get to the rim pretty much whenever he wants to. Not a great athlete, but not a bad one. And then the on-ball defense was pretty impressive too. So I, I'm hoping that he kind of, uh, you know, overcomes the obstacles in his way and breaks into that starting lineup. And we see him more of him kind of starting at the two. Um, but my guess is that Katie Johnson will probably start most of the, most of the games there. Um, Triore, I, I'm just kind of lukewarm on, um, there's some kind of interesting, like you said, flashes of like offensive versatility, and you can kind of see the player that he wants to be. I'm just not quite sure it's there yet. Um, and then the, the, the big one for me is Alan Flanagan and who is he? Cause I, I'm kind of writing off last year as, you know, he came back from tearing his ACL after a big freshman year. Uh, he f- it took a huge fall down the totem pole, um, with Jabari and Walker and Wendell Green coming in. And it looked like he didn't really know what his spot on the floor was or what that team was. So I'm hoping that with this extra off season and the extra time, he's going to be able to figure that out and come out guns blazing. Like we saw his freshman year, because he was one of those guys that was like a fringe one and done after that, and was expected to have one of these big breakout sophomore years before he tore his ACL. So hoping that he comes back really strong and uh, really hoping the shot is kind of finds, finds its level again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Flanagan's the one that I think him and Traore or the NBA prospects, I think that would they have the most room to potentially climb in a hurry. But um, I'm, I'm not sticking, I'm not married to that idea because I just think Auburn, it looks like a year where they're going to be a scrappy team. You're going to probably be tough to deal with, but I don't know if they're going to be a team that I'm like, oh, they have three draft prospects that, you know, everyone's going to be drooling over. So um, unless you got any more word for, you know, the Tiger Nation, War Eagle. Do you want to move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're, we're going to move on to their bitter rivals, Roll Tide, Alabama. There are a lot of guys on this team that I really like. And it's, uh, we, we already sang Brandon Miller's praises. Um, but in passing, we've mentioned how much we like Jaden Bradley. Charles Bediaco is returning for a sophomore season. And I was just a really big fan of his last year. And then they have some returning upperclassmen in Namari Burnett, Javon Quinterly. So wh- where are you at with Alabama? I mean, the, I Brandon Miller is going to be the guy that I 
he's going to make me turn into every Alabama game I possibly can, because I think this is the guy that really could swing this class. I feel like we're starting to already see some places, you know, some mainstream big boards, mock drafts, whatever you want to say it, have him in the lottery. And it was funny because me and you did the episode. I'm not saying everyone's listening, but we did an episode and we were like, Hey, this, this looks like a lottery guy. And then all of a sudden I see like a, a mainstream big board and, or a draft. And I was like, Oh, Brandon Miller at eight. Huh? <laughs> that was a pretty big improvement from your last edition. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I mean, we, we talked about him on that one episode, but for everyone that hasn't heard it, you know, go listen to it, you know, just, you know, figure it out. I really like his game at calf. There's size, there's offensive potential. There's some really special two way upside. And that's my guy. I think could really, really make some noise. And and then shout out to Tyler Metcalf. You said it on that episode about like, Oh, he gives me the Herb Jones vibes. And all of a sudden they come out and they're like, we might put him in that Herb Jones role. And I was like, Metcalf, who are you paying on the Crimson Tide staff to get you Intel? So um that's that's who i'm excited about what about you yeah and ju- just first shout out coach oates yeah obviously a big listener of the pod big fan of your work listener um, of the program appreciate yeah. it coach I, I, you know next time maybe give us some credit when you steal our material but you know unbelievable whatever it's free for a reason i suppose um yeah i not i, I love brandon miller i think he's got some insanely high upside in this class i have him at eight right now it i kind of expect him to be a lottery guy at this point um Jaden bradley was the point guard on that img team with keanu yes. george and jarris walker he is just a ball of fun um really physical versatile scorer i'm not sure i buy the shot necessarily but he plays so fast and in a good way not that he's out of control but he can just take his game to another level that a lot of players can't. And he's a little bigger than Quinterly. So I think he's going to fit into that offense and into that point guard mold really seamlessly. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see some Kyra Lewis-esque performances from him. Like that name drop. Is there anyone you do buy the shot with? Because all I hear is that you don't buy the shot. I didn't say I didn't buy it. I just, you know. No, that's I fine. Know. I, I just know. have some questions. Probably Reggie Miller in the open gym. We get it. Okay. Um, I like him a lot. Yeah. I really, really do. I think that's the that's the big wild card that, just like you're saying, you, you keep watching those high school games. He pops. He really stands out on tape, and I'm excited to obviously watch Brandon Miller, but I'm going to have my eye on him in, in the corner, you know, just because I really, really do think there's some upside for a guy like that, the physical ball handler, just to to create some momentum. Who else? You, you got some names on here, Metcalf. Go on your little rant. Talk about the Tide. <laughs> Auburn fans already turned this off. <laughs> yeah, uh, Charles Bediaco is a big one for me. Um, I thought he had a really impressive freshman year. Uh, not super consistent, but it was the flashes and the improvements throughout the year that you want to see from your freshman centers. So I'm expecting him to have a big sophomore year. Um, Namari Burnett, I thought he was really intriguing as a freshman at Texas Tech. Um, then I believe he transferred and got hurt. So he missed a year, uh, just really nasty defender. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of gets incorporated. 
into that team because uh, I, I really liked him or thought that he had some real promise um, at Texas Tech. And then, you know, they're also bringing in two other top 100 recruits and Rylan Griffin and Noah Clowney. Uh, no clue what type of or how many minutes they necessarily get. But I feel like Nate Oates is a guy who's kind of proven that if you can shoot, if you're willing to defend, play with pace and you can perform, you'll play. So I, you know, I would be surprised if they get much of an opportunity early, but if they take advantage of it, wouldn't stun me to uh, kind of see them later in the year. Just love that out of you. I mean, it, you go through the entire SEC. Obviously, we're going to highlight some other guys that deserve some some recognition. But you go through the whole SEC. There's so much damn talent. Yeah, I mean, there is there are a lot of names and players. Obviously, I mean, it's the SEC. But like this year, I feel like especially there's some serious pieces like Bama getting Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley. Um, Kentucky's going to be nasty. Tennessee with Julian Phillips, Arkansas's whole damn roster. It seems like, and you know, another team, couple teams we're going to talk about in, in a little bit, but really excited to, to see pretty much this whole slate of college basketball, but the SEC is going to be tough this year. And I love that. Yeah. Well, I think an, another kind of surprise out of the SEC is South Carolina, who probably got the uh, surprise recruitment of the year in GG Jackson. Um, just that they, they also have Michi Johnson transferring from Ohio state, which I think is a really nice ad for them. But GG Jackson is the story with this team. So wh- where are you at with him? I, I'm excited to hear what you say, because I think this is the, the wild card of the preseason draft class. Like obviously GG was one of the top recruits in the country um he was the consensus top player for next year reclassified now he's going to play for south carolina he was supposed to go to north carolina which is a big deal um when you're reclassifying to you know go to south carolina but you know i'm, I'm looking at his stats he, as a junior he averaged 22.1 points 10.9 rebounds 2.3 blocks per game um the accomplishments are extremely impressive yeah you know like he was he's the hype he was a legit hyped prospect and, and listed at 6 9 to 15 i like him um i've watched his game a little bit and i like him and i feel like Corey basically wanted to you know go to war with me over it and i was like hey i thought we were friends you know <laughs> i i what do you think, Metcalf? Am I crazy? I, there's, I like him, but there's a lot I need to see, and it's it's one of those. It could be a rude awakening that first month, and that first yeah. month of the year, if a lot of things don't change, I could be like, okay, I don't know about this one, but I think there's talent, I think there's raw tools, but also it's 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 risky and dangerous when you reclassify to play earlier. Mm-hmm. We get the Imani Bates treatment. We get, you know, as good as Jalen Duran is going to be at the NBA level. Jalen Duran was built like the Hulk, like, and, and was ready physically for college basketball. Anthony Edwards reclassified. He was very ready for college basketball. Like, he was built that way. And I'm not saying Gigi won't be able to hang, but it's different. It's a different element when you're not just physically like, way more mature 
than your age. And just because you're six, nine doesn't mean you're ready to, to go up against Oscar Shibwe every night. Not a lot of people are, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, I've seen people. And so part of my hesitation with it, maybe some of the, uh, expectations and comparisons that I've seen other people throw out there. And I'm just like, mm, not seeing that. So, you know, when, when people throw out the Chris Weber comp, I'm like, settle down. Um, that's, I don't mean to interrupt you. That's one we no, might please. need to, th- we might need to retire that one. It's becoming any big that can shoot. I feel like people are putting Chris Weber and, and I'm like, do people and, remember oh, yeah. how good Chris Weber was? <laughs> like he was a machine with the Kings in his prime. Like, Woo. Okay. You know, yeah. Time, time out. (laughs) Go blue. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I I don't think he's that good of a prospect. Um, cause that, that, that's an unreasonable level for so many of these guys. And I do think he's really skilled offensively. Some of the passing and kind of creation flashes that he showed. I really liked, um, the, the shot needs some work, but he's confident he took them. So, you know, I, I'm, optimistic that it comes along along in the long term um the defense was the big one for me where it just kind of seemed to come and go and he just went through the motions would be like a step late you know wouldn't finish out a play where you know he would block off the guy's first two steps or something but then they would get the corner on their third because he just kind of stopped or he'd be two steps late on a rotation Um, so stuff like that offensively, I think he's really skilled how he kind of harnesses that and uses it in a setting where I'm assuming he's just going to be the guy. I'm hoping that they put, you know, some, some limits on what he's allowed to do and try to get him to really play within their system or within the team framework and not just, uh, Hey, you're a, you know, the biggest recruit we've gotten in ages. So go do whatever the fuck you want. I don't think that's going to be good for him. Um, So I'm just, I'm fascinated to see kind of how he's used and what style they, they play with. Yeah. I mean, I, we've talked about this before with, with those big name recruits is the, the coast factor when it comes to high school, we are always a little nervous. Like, Hey, you're, you're getting the star treatment. Are you just coasting on both sides of the ball? Are you trying to save energy? Are you trying to, you know, get to the season finishing. Yeah. We'll see. I I need to see some nastiness from him. I think he's got talent. I think he's got a little face up game, but you better bring it in the sec. We just ran through a bunch of guys that are NBA prospects. This is a talented conference. You're going to be going up against some, some beasts every night. So he's going to have to bring it. And this is a stack draft class that he's all of a sudden going to find his name a part of. So you better be hungry to send a message and, and remind NBA teams like, Hey, no, I deserve to be up there because if you're, if you don't, there's a lot of talent in this class. And, and if he's wanting to be a one and done guy, he might be in for a rude awakening. If, if you are coasting and taking plays off, he's got to go out and try to dominate, especially, especially if you're a young guy. If you could prove that right away that you can dominate, oh gosh, NBA teams will be drooling, just foaming at the mouth for you. So when you say that you like him, what kind of range are we talking about? What what expectations are we talking about? 
Um, I mean, I think he could be a top 10 guy. Okay. Do you think that's crazy? Um, no, and I, I currently have him at 14 and, you know, just kind of in that group of guys where it's like, I'm curious, I'm, I'm intrigued, not completely bought in on, but not out on. So I, I just, I, I need to see it at the next level. So I, it, it wouldn't shock me. I think he has the, the raw skills for it. It's just, you know, how productive, um, and in the positive sense, is he going to be? Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking, you also have to remember, position wise like the skill sets with this class like you're seeing there's a lot of wings there's a lot like are we considering him a four yeah i would say so okay so what i'm getting at is like okay we got victor and scoop there's a big man and a and a point guard and then you're getting like whitmore and walker you might be your three four types hybrids whitehead's probably like a three that could also you know in a pinch play in the backcourt maybe Keontae George, probably a two guard. Um, you know, the Thompson twins, probably wings or guards. So like Dylan Mitchell, probably a forward, but more defensive focused. So yeah. if Gigi's the offensive forward, he might have that room to kind of be like, hey, you know, I, I'm a bucket getter from the four. Like you need a little bit of a floor spacer or a guy that can really fill it up. Like, there you go, because – um, there's just a lot of wings, a lot of talented guards, um, some bigs, but I feel like if you're needing that little wrinkle as like a four man or just an offensive weapon, maybe that's Gigi. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. What do you think? Okay. You're going to say um, something. No, I want to run through a couple names here. So see, you see that so, you're already annoyed with me. I unbelieve. No, no. So I, I just want to see who, who you would take. So Gigi or Jairus Walker. Stop it. You know the answer to that question. Don't ask it again. Okay. GG okay, or Cam. Just kidding. GG or Cam, Cam Whitmore. Same I'm taking thing. Whitmore. I'm taking Jairus Walker. Um, okay. GG or Dylan Mitchell. That's where I get uncomfortable. Because I see the upside with GG, but I love defense. And you've talked to me about Dylan Mitchell. I've watched Dylan Mitchell defensively. And you can't teach athleticism like Dylan Mitchell's. But there's a big question with both of them. Gigi has that effort question that, you know, maybe it's just a competition. You know, he needs a challenge. And, and Dylan has that outside shot that me and you have talked about. So I don't know. It's clear yeah. for you, though, huh? You would take Dylan. Yeah, right right, right now I would. Yeah. Um, Gigi or Derek Lively? My problem is, is I think I'm going to love Lively, but I'm, I'm not – I'm not going all in on high school tape. So um, I traded the pick. There you go. All right. Uh, (laughs) Last one. Gigi or Arthur Kaluma? I take Kaluma. All right. Uh, My problem is, is I can't do Lively or Gigi because they're two different guys. Lively is going to be a five. Yeah. I'd go GG. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to do that one. All right. Well, now you're on record forever. So That's fine. Okay, because I, I know people are going to be drooling over Lively, but I just have a lot of questions with Lively. Same yeah. amount of questions I have with GG, but someone's got to root for GG at no ceilings. I guess I'm going to be the guy, okay? <laughs> uh, apparently having him 14 is rooting against him. but No, but, you but, know what I'm saying. Like, but I, feel I, like, I feel like I was, uh, you know. 
the, the town village was against me when I told everyone, I was like, I actually like Gigi. What's going on? No, I, I, I'm intrigued. I think there's stuff to like there. I just kind of, I, I just, I'm in the wait and see mode. So yeah, I mean, maybe too. Moving on to the University of Florida, um, Colin Castleton's <laughs> returning, uh, Quadrators is returning, uh, but then they have a couple big time transfers in Alex Fudge and Will Richards. So where are you at with Florida? Really excited to watch Florida. Really, really excited. Go Gators, um, the Swamp. I I like Will Richard a lot. I love Alex Fudge. I yep. mean, Alex Fudge, I'm telling people right now, that first game they play, if Alex Fudge grabs a you know, pass behind the three-point line, confidently takes a three and hits it. Top ten. I might, I might be ordering a Gator shirt that night. I mean, I just love how he plays defense. I really do. And I, I'm hoping that he has a big year because even if – Yeah. Oh, gosh. Even if he just takes a notice – he doesn't have to take a giant leap. If he just takes a big step. Woo! But, um, yeah, see, now I'm just dreaming of Alex Fudge. What, what else – who else – what about you? Are you leaning towards anyone – is um, Richard getting your attention? Are you more on the fudge bandwagon? I, I'm definitely on the fudge bandwagon. Um, the, after like that two week stretch that he had at LSU last year, I put him in like the top 30 and uh, that didn't age well. And, you know, I, I, I recognize that I got a, a little out over my skis, um, but his defense is absurd. Like you said, just, just be a decent shooter. And like, you're a first round guy in my, you know, in my eyes, at least. Um, but Will Richard is the other big time transfer. Um, talk to me about his game a little bit, um, because he, he was a guy that I didn't keep super close tabs on last year, but I know that he got a lot of people really excited when he announced that transfer. I just think it's kind of how we feel about Tyler Burton. Um, where it's like, okay. I think I like Burton's shot a little bit better. Um, just it's form wise, but he can light it up. He, he's he got a real good feel for the game. I think just one of those, he's going to put up buckets for the Gators. Okay. Um, he can play, he's got good size. Like I, I'm just excited to kind of see, I always love when those guys are kind of transferring to in theory up in, in competition where it's almost like you're going to be playing against tougher teams on a nightly basis. Let's see what you can do. But I like his game. It, it, he's just one of those that y- you could see somehow he makes a, a roster. Somehow he gets up there in the middle of the second round. Somehow he climbs even more. And when he transferred and was saying, Oh, I'm going to Florida. And then all of a sudden fudge was like, I'm going to Florida. I was like, Ooh, okay. Here yeah. we go. Gator. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just intrigued, very intrigued with both of them. All right. Well, that is who, you know, I, I kind of think are the big kind of contenders in the SEC. Um, the rest of them, they're definitely names to kind of keep an eye on throughout, uh, Texas A&M, Henry Coleman, the third and Manny Obaseki. Um, I think they're kind of two most likely NBA guys. Um, LSU has a pair of, Top 100 recruits in Tyrell Ward and Jalen Reed coming in, and then Adam Miller coming back from his knee injury last year. Uh, when we did that 
Chet versus Victor rewatch of the FIBA championship, Adam Miller, I, I forgot how freaking good he was. So I'm really hoping that he comes back healthy, yes. really creative, versatile guard, uh, pest on defense. So really hoping for a big year from him. Um, Mississippi State has a top 80 recruit coming in and Kamani Hamilton, Vanderbilt. Liam Robbins is a fifth year senior who I think is a kind of stretch center that is worth keeping an eye on, at least maybe summer league um, invite at least seven feet, like 250 pounds, can shoot from outside, decent defender. Uh, Missouri, top 65 recruit in Aiden Shaw, and then big transfer in Isaiah Mosley. Shooters shoot. Um, he'll be at at the very least, he'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Ole Miss, Matthew Morell coming back. Big fan of his. I'm, yes. I'm hoping that outside shot really finds some consistency because I think he's a good defender, really good scorer. Just need him to be plus 40% from three this year. And I think he's an NBA. He solidifies himself as an NBA guy by doing that. Um, and then they also have a couple top 100 recruits coming in and TJ Caldwell and Malik Ewan. Um, and then G- Georgia. Uh, this is a guy who was at Oklahoma state the past two years in Matthew Alexander Moncrief, who I was really intrigued by kind of a stretch for versatile, good athlete. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued that he's looking for a change of scenery and, um, hopefully he kind of has a breakout because that what he showed in, I, I believe he was a freshman with, uh, Cade Cunningham, what he showed in his freshman year, I thought was really interesting. Uh, unfortunately took a little bit of a step back last year. So hopefully it's kind of taking that step in the right direction this year. So any final thoughts on the SEC, Rucker? No, um, yeah, actually a couple quick ones. Matthew Morell, I'm really excited to watch this year. Um, Mosley, going to Missouri. I mean, he he might not be a uh, first-round draft pick, but he's going to be a guy that might put up some scary box scores this year. So he, those guys are always electric, especially for college basketball. And especially if you're a draft evaluator, there's nothing better than a game that you want to scout. And you're like, Oh, Mosley might put up 40. Like, great. Awesome. Um, I got a little bit of a sleeper. You didn't mention at Georgia. Um, Cario Oquendo. Keep an eye on that. Senior, um, 22 years old, six, four, two fifteen. He started, dude. Yeah. He started out at, his career at Florida Southwestern state and then um, had offers from Oregon Marquette, but transferred to Georgia last year. I feel like I saw like shout out to Wasserman or something. I think like he even tweeted clips of him and like a sleeper. And I like was like, Ooh, I'm kind of intrigued. But last year he averaged 15 and four with 1.2 steals a game. Got to get the outside shot up there. Um, But you never know. Like all, was, I mean, he had some games last year, like against Texas A&M. He had thirty-three. Okay. So you never really know with it. Those are the upperclassmen that all of a sudden make some noise and cement themselves as a second-round sleeper. So that's all I got, Metcalf. Um, love it. Love- as always, this is a treat, and I love doing this with you. So thank you. Well, tell the people where they can find you, how they can support you. I am at NoSeilingsNBA.com. It is October thirteenth. We've got, we've been breaking a lot of news. We got more news to break next week. We do. It might involve a new team member. There's your teaser. So, um, very, very excited for that. 
very excited. Like I cannot even explain how excited we are for that. I mean, just someone that's going to make our lives easier and we're pumped. Just tenfold. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If they're probably listening, if they only understood how excited (laughs) we are. But it's cool. We're really pumped about that. And that's not the only announcement that we're going to have coming up. We got some stuff that we've been patiently waiting for so yeah sorry had to get that out there um i'm also at tyler underscore rucker welcome back folks draft season is upon us uh 11 11 days metcalf until we uh, open the floodgates until we're until we're daily here we go baby so um shout out to the ceilings crew we'll we'll the storm is coming but metcalf you plug away and uh you have yourself a good weekend Text me when you want to watch more draft prospects. Yes, sir. Well, once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at TMetcalf11. You can find all of our No Ceilings merchandise at NoCeilingsNBA.BigCartel.com. And you can find all of our written work at NoCeilingsNBA.com. Guess what? It's all free. Just go over there. Click that subscribe button. I know. It's free. It's incredible. We're, 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 we're too kind. We're too kind. Um, just ma- just click that subscribe button to make sure you never miss anything that we publish. Uh, you can follow us across all socials at No Ceilings NBA and on YouTube at No Ceilings TV. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Till next time, see you.